game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up, it's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. <laughs> Join with my guys, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Yes, sir. Irving, Irving, Washington. <laughs> Fellas, how we doing tonight? Doing all right. Could be doing better. Dodgers got swept by the sorry-ass Giants. <laughs> feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. First time we lost three in a row at home. It had to be against the Giants, too. That's 2012. That's crazy. Well, we're going to get into that later. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the show. We are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Also, make sure you go to our YouTube, YouTube.com, TAPROOM Sports Podcast. Like, subscribe. Yes, sir. Subscribe to our YouTube. Get notified when we go live or post videos. You don't want to miss it. We finally hit it, huh? We hit it. We there are we here. Go. We are here. We are. We're getting. We're getting it going, man. We are getting it going. Um, excited to be here tonight. Big show on deck. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. U.S. Open Sunday. Ricky Fowler did not get it done for me, man. Very, very sad day. Dog shit. But anyways, we're here. We're going to keep it going. Um, Yeah, man, big show, man. I'm excited, excited. I would be more excited if Ricky Fowler won, but did you guys watch any of the U.S. Open? I was. I watched a little bit. It was. It was pretty entertaining. But yeah, Ricky, that putter just let him completely down. Well, I mean, everything let him down today, man. He couldn't drive. Couldn't fucking lay up. I mean, it was just. You could tell after yesterday he could have made par. Would have gone into Sunday as a with a one stroke lead. He missed a like three foot putt. Ended up mm. bogeying. Came into Sunday tied with Wyndham Clark ten under, and, uh, you know, I. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, obviously, right? I, I had two tickets on Ricky Fowler. I had Ricky Fowler plus sixty three hundred and and plus fifty eight hundred. I probably looking back on it, I probably should have hedged it, but I was optimistic after hearing him talk after his third round. He said, "You know what? Like we're here in the final day. We have a chance to actually do this." And he's he was looking for his first major, man. You know, and huge for Ricky Fowler. And uh, I was very optimistic, but, you know, now looking back on it, his very first drive of the day, he fucking shanks it right. And that mm-hmm. was kind of how his day went, you know what I mean? So hindsight's always twenty twenty. That's, But we learned something, you know what I mean? Like, I, I usually always hedge when I'm in that opportunity, and I didn't this time, and I learned my lesson, dude. And I, I made a huge mistake. And rather than, you know... If Ricky won off twenty dollars, I would have won twelve hundred. Instead, I won nothing, and I could have bet two hundred 
and hedged against him no and like doubled my money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now you know to do this. So it wasn't a, a total failure, but you know, it, it's a, a learning experience that you got to take from it. And that's, that's something you got to do when you're betting, especially betting golf. And I mean, it was pizza money at the end of the day. So it's like, that's why I was kind of like, yeah. all right, fucking, I'm going to let it ride, you know? But, yeah. you know, hindsight, I could have made, you know, half of a thousand. I could have made $500 off that 20 if I just hedged. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. We'll learn. We'll move on. Golf's been good to me. Actually, I was looking really good into Saturday on all my golf bets. And then Sunday, Tony Finau fucking plummets. Uh, Walking Neiman plummets. Anyways, I put up a whole recap on Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, you you know we were looking really good all weekend until the final day. And then every golfer we had on final day just seemed to fucking <laughs> absolutely have their worst day. But that is what it is. That's how golf goes, man. That's how golf goes. Um. A lot of baseball to talk about. Obviously, we mentioned the uh, the Dodgers and the Giants, but Benny, sipping on anything tonight? Yeah, so I'm going with a, um, a Hesburn company. So went out there because I haven't tested positive yet. We're still going out and being in the public. So <laughs> went to Mike Hesburing today. Um, well, you must not be that room. sick then. What's that? You must not be that sick. Uh, it's... Uh, Today is a lot better. It's been it's been going since what, like Tuesday. Ben was probably just hella hungover on Saturday. No, no, no. I've definitely been sick since what Tuesday, Monday, Monday afternoon, Tuesday. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's been a long one, but uh, went out there today. Um, I also went and saw my card grader, which is why I was also out there too. So nice. Put some some cards into PSA today. Um, but uh, stopped there and uh, got a six pack of their Kolsch. So this is the Claritas Kolsch. Mm. Um, it is coming in at five point eight percent. So nice, uh, nice and actually pretty high for Kolsch, but um, nice and light though. Know, it's a, a yep, nice and light beer, super drinkable. Um, it was like 80, 82 degrees up there, so it was perfect for a hot day. Nice. So yep, brought a six pack back and. Really wanted to bring back. They had a uh, a Burnliner vice, but they ran out of lids on their crowler machine, so mm. I couldn't bring that back. So, damn. Next time, damn. No, that one was only three point five percent. Yeah, Burnliners are always pretty light. Yep, always pretty. I was light. surprised on that. I'm sipping on a Odell Brewing <laughs> Company IPA today. They're out of Fort Collins, Colorado, an elevation. Denver, Colorado is actually where Wyndham Clark is from, by the way. U.S. Open champion. Dude's yep. also corny as fuck, but that's here nor there. <laughs> is he, is he on any, any of those hotels? Is he related to that? You know, I don't know. Nah, that's his first name, but I don't know. I, I could be wrong, dude. Like, But, it, dude, all, all uh, around today, the announcers are like, oh, Wyndham Clark said he wants to play cocky today, and he's doing it. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck does playing cocky even mean, dude? Yeah, especially in golf. And then at the end of the round, he said, I played like an athlete today. Like, what? what? <laughs> I, all right. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I <Exactly>. guess. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, man. Anyways, let's hop into, uh, let's talk some NBA. We're going to open with NBA today. Obviously, the 
since last time we all spoke, well, last time we spoke, the Nuggets had won the the title. Mm. Um, but a lot has gone on since Tuesday. Um, started with John ja Morant suspension, twenty five games. So before we get into the news today, let's let's kind of hit on on Jaw's suspension. What do you guys think about that? Is it is it the right length? Too long? Too short? What do we think here? It's expected. I wasn't expecting him to get a whole season. Not too long. <laughs> Although he deserves it for thinking we're all fucking stupid. Yeah, and I think that that should have played a little bit of a part into it too. Like if if your camp is coming out and saying like, oh, it was a toy, it was a toy, like bullshit. We all know it wasn't a toy. Um, and, and then trying to lie about it as well could have compounded onto different things. I think it was too short, to be honest. You know, if he's getting eight games. Um, you know, not three months ago, back in March when he did it, and he said the same exact thing, you know, last time. It obviously, he obviously hasn't learned from his actions, you know, of the the previous, you know, three to six months, and you become into that repeat offender status. You, you know, you get higher punishments for doing the same thing over and over again. And for it to not be a third of the season, I think that's that's where I'm I'm, I'm hitting on it. Twenty five games, still just below thirty percent. I think it should have at least been like twenty eight games. Or what's what's your thoughts? I know you said it was. Uh, you think it's just right. Well, that's what more what I expected. Dude. But I would have been surprised if he got more. No, um, I know he wasn't. He, he wasn't getting less than. It was probably, I would probably say thirty or more, but twenty five is like right at that medium. So, um, for some reason, he is one of the faces of the league now. And I think uh, what's the commissioner's name? Adam Silver. Silver. Yeah, Adam Silver, he's probably still giving him the benefit of doubt like he wants to believe Jock can do the right thing. And, you know, like most people say, three strikes, you're out. So he has two. I well, think two and a half, two and two and three eighths. But um, <laughs> he, uh, I don't know, man, I think this is his last shot to actually prove it, that he can change and be uh, the role model that he never thought he signed up to be, but he is which is some of the dumbest shit ever I ever hear people say about athletes and people in the limelight. Um, This is his chance to prove it, man. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he does the right thing. And I definitely wouldn't be surprised if his dumb ass is in the strip club with a nut with two guns holding up like Yosemite Sam. So, you know, (laughs) with him is either. Gonna be all rolling. He's a savage. So now some of the stuff I'm saying is kind of encouraging. He's unfollowing the people that's supposedly the yes man in this circle and all this other stuff. We'll see if he's still with those guys when he's popping out at these clubs or whatever that. But I honestly think the Grizzlies and the NBA are gonna t- protect their shield and their investments first. So I would foresee he's gonna be on some strict, real strict protocols. Even during the during the suspension and after when he come back and start playing, so he won't have a um, he won't have free reign, especially on road trips. So yeah, we'll see. I agree. I I mean, I thought like 
Miles Bridges got suspended 30 games for, like, literally beating a woman, right? So it was like, I knew Ja wasn't going to get more than that. Although, like, if you look at the Ja Morant thing, like, the timeline of it, like, he probably should have been suspended after the Pacers incident. Yeah. You know, the NBA kind of fucked up. And, yeah, they kind of swept it under the rug. Yep, and now they're kind of, like, backtracking. And it's like, okay, well, now we're going to suspend him, even though they should have done it then. Because if they did it then, we probably aren't talking about it now. You know what I mean? And I think the... Well, who knows? Well, I mean, I, I mean if you... He, sus- he obviously didn't learn anything from the, the first well, time that well, he But Ben, he didn't, get, gun, he didn't so. get suspended, though. Like, he was still getting paid. He was on vacation, basically. Suspended 25 games is without pay. He's losing $7.7 million. Like, I know he makes a lot of money, but in the, yeah, but, in the grand but, scheme of things, that's a lot of money he's losing. That $7.7 million means nothing to him. In in his Nike and Pepsi deal, ben, along with the $250 million that he's ben, making. Ben, $7.7 million is going to teach him a lesson. Whereas before, they didn't suspend him. They basically said, okay, we're going to... No, he suspended eight games. He just didn't play for... What was it? Well, yeah, but he didn't, he didn't lose any money. Now he's losing money. He lost money for those eight games. I don't but, think he did. But he, he, he did, but he's he was also on his older contract, which isn't paying him $300,000 a game. So no, 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 his new contract kicked in uh, last, last year. This year. Well, he's missing out on new money this year. Yeah, $300 yeah. Million per game. His last year, when he he lost the eight games, he was only losing like – I think it was like a hundred per game. The no, he signed that five year deal, the extension in twenty nineteen twenty. Yeah, but it didn't go into effect until this year. Yeah, I think it is this year. Yeah. Oh. Because him not being him not being able eligible, he's like now him making it all NBA team is gonna affect his contract going forward because he's not gonna yeah. be eligible. He he lost well, out on like two hundred and it was like he lost out on like thirty nine million because he didn't make the All Star game this year. Yeah, that was part of the clause to make. Yeah, he didn't win at all NBA teams. But if he make All NBA next year, he's gonna be uh, eligible for that three hundred and some million. It's gonna be tough to make All NBA next year, missing twenty five games though. Yep. Uh shit, I've seen worse. They'll probably give it to him. I I think, uh, but again, like I just think if they handled this after the Pacers thing, I, I think it's a little bit different now and. You know, and his attention will probably be longer too. Yeah, and, and to Irv's point about being role models and stuff, like I agree, dude. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like kids shouldn't have to look up to role models, but there is kids that don't have father figures and stuff, and they do look up to they do look up to athletes. Um, but I'm not saying that's not their job. You know what I mean? Like they don't necessarily sign up for that. But I do think when when you sign a Nike contract and like Powerade contract and stuff like that, you are kind of putting yourself in that kind of position. Exactly. So, like you said, endorsement deals. You're in McDonald's. Let's say, let's just say for the sake of things, he's in a McDonald's commercial, Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah, there's so many eyes on you, bro. Yeah. What do all those companies cater to? Kids. Kids. So at the end of the day, you're a role model. That'll be like me saying, "Oh yeah, I, I, I'm a role model," and then you see me on Instagram Live smoking blunts and getting high and sniffing cocaine off of strippers' asses. And, <laughs> and then I did the next day, I can sign up for none of this. I didn't choose to do this. I didn't yeah. choose to do that. By default, I yeah. am a role model. Like, 
even MMA fighters, like in boxers, I understand they get a longer leash on what on, on the shit they do outside of the ring because you know boxing doesn't have a commission or any type of governing body besides like athletic commissions, and they only suspend you when you break actually break the law. So, yeah. but at the end of the day, you're in the public light. You're a role model. You're a household name. You have to protect the brand and watch what you do outside of your sport. And especially the NBA, because besides NFL, all eyes are on the NBA. That's the second biggest grossing sport in in America. So, yes. the surprising thing to me is that like Nike's so quick to be like, "We support John Morant," mm-hmm. you know, because like if he wasn't signed with Nike, I don't think this is as big of a deal. But the fact that he signed with Nike, because you're talking about kids, like who does Nike really want to sell their shoes to? Yeah, they're kids. kids. Their target market is fucking what nine, ten years old to forty now to high so, school. You know, like they want those kids playing rec league and, and AAU and high school ball wearing those shoes. And, even, and, and honestly, it hasn't affected them. His shoes sold out in like thirty fucking minutes. So I don't think they produce that many though. You don't think so? Nah, no way. I don't. I don't know what the size because usually there's like three different kinds of size that three different kind of runs that they they do for shoes. He probably had like a ten thousand pair run, mm-hmm. and it was probably gone pretty quick. Obviously, ten thousand pairs isn't a ton, but no, it's gonna be. It'll be interesting going forward. It'll be interesting for the Grizzlies too. Um, obviously, they're not gonna get Dylan Brooks back next year. They've already committed to not re-signing him. Um, so we'll we'll see what's up with the Grizzlies. Uh. Let's move over to the the other big NBA news, and that's Bradley Beal quick, getting. Quick question before though, his twenty five games does that count against salary cap? Yes. Okay, so they can't sign somebody else with the knowing that his cap won't count for those twenty five games. Correct. Only in, in okay. an injury can you get like a a uh, waiver reprieve. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And that they don't even do unless it's you're like halfway through the season and a guy gets right. hurt, then they'll like. Let you damn it's not per game like uh hockey, huh? Yeah. Interesting. And this is the final year of the NBA CBA before the new one kicks in next year. Uh-huh. Which which brings us up to this next pit pair of news, which is Bradley Beal getting traded to the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Um so Shams reported today that the Suns well, first of all, let's backtrack a little bit. We hear on Thursday that Bradley Beal is gonna is able to meet with other teams. Obviously, he has a no-trade clause, so he gets to basically choose where he wants to go, right? We hear on Thursday. When he was down to two teams. Well, we hear on Thursday that the two teams he was most interested in playing for was Milwaukee and Miami. And then on Saturday night, we hear the two teams interested are the Suns and the Miami Heat, right? I heard the Kings put an offer in, too. Well, the Kings put an offer, but he was never interested in going to the oh, okay, going to okay. the Kings. The teams he was interested at first, we heard, was Miami, Milwaukee, and then it was Phoenix, Miami on Saturday night. Then today we get the news that Phoenix is trading for Bradley Beal, for Chris Paul, Landry Schmidt, a bunch of second round picks and first round pick swaps. That's it. I didn't even hear about the first round pick swaps. Yeah. But I mean, first round pick swaps are like nothing, dude. Like, yeah. you still Phoenix still gets to retain their first round picks. They just get they just swap with with uh, Washington if it's worse. Yeah, 
and obviously Phoenix's picks probably won't be. I mean, it could be. Who knows? But uh, so pound things further. Phoenix only has five players under contract, and they're they're fifty five million dollars over the salary cap with those yeah. five players. The five players you got: Durant, Booker, Beal, Aiton, and Payne, and that is just under one hundred and seventy million. Yeah, they're they're way over the cap. Uh, mm-hmm. so twofold kind of question: A, what's your thoughts on the Bradley Beal trade? Uh, for this year, who's the winner? Who's the loser of the trade? And then, what's the outlook on this? In my opinion, and I'm no basketball excerpt is both of these teams won, but the Suns won a hell of a lot more. Because I'm, I'm saying both of these teams won because you get rid of Beal, who has, what what was it, a $290 million contract over his five years? Yeah. And a no-trade clause, and you get that off your books when he is somewhat injury-prone. I would have expected, especially uh, there was a who was it uh, that tweeted out that they were surprised that uh, they didn't get a first round pick back for it. That, that's uh, I'm surprised they didn't get a first round pick. But you know when you have a player on a no trade deal, that really handcuffs you. So yep. you know Phoenix not having first round picks because they dealt it all to Durant. I understand getting the multiple second round picks. It's good, but at the same time, those second round picks are going to be, you know, close to the 55 to 60 area because you've got a really good team in Phoenix. Yeah. Well, so I, I, with a new CBA, though, it is going to be important having draft picks because you're going to have to draft and develop guys because you're not going to be able, like next year, Phoenix is in a, they're in a one year window, must win. Because there's no way they can continue this roster. And they only got five guys signed. That's it. They don't even have a fucking roster. Yeah. And if and going into next year, like they they're gonna have to they they can't have this team going in next year. They, like they can't. It's because of the the new CBA. You've got two shooting guards. You're missing a true point guard. Well, which- I've. I mean, let's be honest, dude. Bradley Beal, Booker, KD, they're three great players. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The biggest problem is they don't have any depth. That was their issue this year. And then KD is injury prone. I mean, he hasn't played over 62 games in how many years? It's been a while. A minute. You know, I was looking at Bradley Beal. Beal, too. Two years that he's played 82, but the last four, 57, 60, 40, and 50. Yeah. Like, Uh, these two guys can't stay healthy. It's like, if these two guys aren't healthy, you're fucked. And then DeAndre Ayton, notoriously, we've seen this guy time and time again when he's not, when he's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When he's not involved on offense, he completely shuts down, dude. Like, he doesn't play. So (laughs) they're going to have to trade him, dude, because he's not going to be interested standing around and watching Beal, Booker, and KD play one-on-one, dude. I'm telling you guys that right now. Like, he's... Gonna have zero interest. In he's gonna also like have that. zero trade value because everyone I, knows that Philly, that Phoenix needs to ben, trade him. Ben, he's seven feet tall. He got yeah. he has trade value. He has trade value, especially if he's involved in the in in the 
in the team's game plan. Because we've seen how good Aiton can be when he's involved. When he's involved, he's great. But once he's not involved, he completely shuts out. Like, he shuts down, dude. This Two years in a row we saw it. Two years in a row we saw him absolutely shut down not being involved. And the thing is, is like, they hire Frank Vogel, who's a defensive-oriented coach. One of the best defensive minds in all of basketball, hands down, in my lifetime. And they give him a roster of Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and KD. Yeah, no defense. What I I don't know how this Suns team is gonna look. They went from eight eight to one to plus four fifty today in NBA future market. I have zero interest in betting this team. If there was mm-hmm. a no market, if I could like short them, I absolutely would. I I don't think this team is going to win anything. They couldn't even get past the second round this year. How are they going to get past the second round next year? And they're not going to have any depth. Who are yeah. they going to sign on this team? I don't. I don't see it, bro. They bet, bet the over on every single game that they play. That's the only way they're going to win, Ben. They got to yeah. score like 132, 135 points. Yeah, they're going to be the Dallas Mavericks next year. But Frank Vogel's their coach, so we don't even. Their offense is probably going to be. I mean, their offense is literally going to be one on one, dude. It's going to be yeah. those three guys going one on one. I mean, this is not. I, I'm. I don't know how it's going to look. I just don't think it's going to be pretty. I would not bet on the Phoenix Suns to win the title at all. I think that is a horrible bet. I think this is the Brooklyn Nets all over again. The basketball gods do not they the basketball gods do not support this kind of behavior. KD should have stayed with the Warriors. He couldn't though, dude. He's too uh He's well. You can thank Draymond of him not being on the Warriors. Thank Draymond for a lot of uh, <laughs> <laughs> bad items with the Warriors this uh, last couple of years. So, including fucking smacking Jordan Poole. Yep, killing that kid's confidence. Yep. Now oh, this Suns thing's gonna be gonna be very fascinating. So I, I mentioned their futures price. So I want to go over a couple of futures prices with you guys. <laughs> See if you're interested in in laying any of these prices. So Denver is the still the betting favorite, four seventy five. Um, Boston second betting favorite, plus five fifty. Phoenix plus six fifty. Uh, Milwaukee plus seven hundred. I seen Phoenix go down to four fifty though earlier. I'm not sure when these are updated. Lakers twelve to one. Golden State thirteen to one. Philly thirteen to one. Miami sixteen to one. Clippers eighteen to one, Dallas twenty to one, Memphis twenty two to one, um, and then we get into some longer shocks. Cleveland twenty five to one, New Orleans thirty five to one, Knicks fifty to one, Kings fifty to one, Hawks sixty to one, and then we get really deep into fucking some long shots. You guys have any interest in playing any of these teams at any of these prices? The Spurs. Man, fuck out of here. <laughs> Shockingly, the Spurs twenty two hundred to one. Yep, I'm a little surprised that uh, that Sacramento is as low as they are with uh, what they put out last year. And you know, I, I think another year for them is going to be. They should trade the bonus for Aiton. Profitable? I mean, yeah, like that could happen. Um, 
Yeah, then 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 the Suns really wouldn't have any defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so at fifty to one, I I throw some money there. I throw some money on the Knicks too. Just like teams that can make little tweaks to put them over that next step, and then hope that you can get a run in the playoffs there. Um, I would well, not it's... take Memphis at twenty two hundred. I wouldn't take. You know, the Clippers, yes, they're a good team, but once they get to the playoffs, they're just going to crumble again. I wouldn't put it on the Lakers or the Warriors at 12, uh, 12 13 to 1. I think um, there was a. I was say Bucks, Lakers, Clippers. Nah, Bucks is too short, 7 to 1. Lakers, too short at 12 to 1. I, because, I mean, like, these teams can, let's say, let's just say, for example, like, the Lakers jump out to a start like they did last year where they're three and twelve, right? You're gonna get a way better price. Um like I just don't I don't think the price is that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my honest opinion, like in professional sports where there's only thirty to thirty two teams, NFL obviously thirty two, NBA, NHL, MLB thirty. If it's anything lower than like ten to one, I won't even like look at it because I could probably get a better price in season. Yeah. Um. So honestly, the only bet I'd be willing to make right now in June is probably Dallas twenty to one. I think they're going to be better than next year or than, than last year. Um. Well, yeah, if they don't bring back, uh, no, they're bringing back Kyrie, Kyrie, Luca, and I think they're going to end up trading for DeAndre Ayton because Phoenix is going to have to trade him, dude. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the landing spot. And I think that's going to be a pretty oh, solid Charlotte. team. Where's the hot sun? Yeah, well, Charlotte's a mess, dude. They're, yeah, especially with all the selling of the team right now, too. Who knows what's going to happen? Because yeah, usually I mean, like, when they sell the team, don't they usually gut the front office? Well, I mean, they should gut their front office regardless, dude. They, <laughs> they haven't done a very good job. Uh, Oklahoma City, maybe... 100 to 1, that might be a little something. Get Chet back. Obviously, that was a team that made the play that made a play and run. You get another year of growth from Jalen Williams, Shy, uh, Lou Dort. I think that's a pretty solid team. 100 to 1, I think, is pretty decent value, but they're they're definitely going to need to make a leap. Yeah. Then you can, like, kind of, can kind of, uh, you know, maybe a team like Brooklyn gets a Dame trade. And so if you get them nine, nine, 90 to 1 right now, you know, you get a really good number because, you know, Dame has a no trade clause like Bradley Beal, and Brooklyn is one of his destinations he would like to go to if he were to get traded. Yeah, but does he want to go to Brooklyn now? I mean, why not? It's a decent, decent roster. Yeah, decent, not great. Him and Michael Bridges, that would be a nice team. I mean, it's fascinating because there's going to be a lot of movement this year in the NBA because teams are going to be setting themselves up for the CBA next year because it's a mess, dude. And a lot of these teams are going to be over the cap and they're going to be ultra penalized next year. Yeah. So you're going to see a ton of movement. That's why I Portland's sitting here saying we're not trading Dame, dude. Dude, Dame's getting traded, bro. If Portland doesn't trade Dame, that franchise, whoever... That that needs to be that that's but what about franchise 
But again, they probably wait till deadline to trade him. No. Next week or two. You think so? Yeah. Before the draft next week. Because they want that instant gratification, not that, well, what if we're close? Well, because our third pick is, uh, you know, Portland has that third pick. So if they trade Dame, they're going to want to, like, build their roster, the future of it, around that third pick, right? So Around Scoot. They get Scoot, or if Brandon Miller drops to him at three, then they can kind of, you know, mold their roster around those two. Toronto, they could be moving. uh, Obviously, Fred Van Fleet opted out, but they could be moving OG Ananobi. They could be moving Pascal Siakam. I mean, there's a lot of movement that may go on. Sacramento, to your point, Ben, at 50-1, to I just don't see it. I think there were one-hit wonders. They don't play any fucking defense, dude. And in that series against Golden State, like we saw Kevin Hoarder, Harrison Barnes, DeMonte Sabonis was fucking awful, dude. Yeah. If they got anything from Sabonis, they win that series. And uh, to Earth's point, like, they should sell high on Sabonis right now. I don't know if they will. You know, maybe they think he could take another step forward. But and then New Orleans, 35-1. to 1, I mean, I would I would like that. But we get, we're getting these reports that, <laughs> that they might want to trade Zion. And we don't know if Zion's ever going to be healthy. Like, it's... They might as well pack his ass up. It's going to be a... He don't care about being back on the court. Nah, he does. And th- this offseason is gonna be crazy, bro. Like I'm telling y'all, it's gonna be the wild. We're gonna see so much player movement. It's gonna be insane. Irv, you have any interest in any of these teams besides your fucking dog shit Lakers? Um, the Kings sound like a good one. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you guys right now, dude. That's a donation. Kings ain't uh, shit. What, right, what's the odds of the Spurs to make the playoffs? They don't have those up yet. But, dude, the Spurs will probably make the playoffs. I know. That's what I'm saying. I would probably want to get that now or let them start off terrible. Because the Spurs, they have a nice young core with Sochin and uh, all those other kids. And then add Wemby. <laughs> it's going to be a good team from the jump, man. All right, let's talk some fucking baseball. All right, let's talk some hockey first. Then we'll talk baseball. So the Vegas Golden Knights win their first Stanley Cup. They waited six long years to win that Stanley Cup. Six, Damn. Six well, long I ones. one one. Babe, you shut the fuck up. How long y'all been a franchise? Since 92. 31 years. Damn, and Vegas won it in six. Gotta love it. How long did it take the Kings to win? Shit, I gotta look that up. But I know it took a long time. <laughs> it took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we got two of them. I think it yeah. took 40 years for the Kings. Oh, damn. It took us forever, but we got well, it. It's gonna take us another at least 10 years to get back there. So it's gonna be a while. Yeah, but VGK they win the Stanley Cup, um, and immediately right after the the Stanley Cup was over, some futures odds Damn, came up. Nineteen sixty seven, yeah, long time, bro. Uh, but uh, immediately odds came up for the for the following year. <clears throat> I was kind of like looking over them, and I was I was actually surprised at some of the numbers I was seeing. Colorado, the betting favorite. Eight to one to win the cup next year. Edmonton, obviously, Connor McDavid, eleven to one. Toronto, third betting favorite, 
yeah, 11 that, to that 1. really surprising me. Boston, 4, 13 to 1. And Boston could have a lot of, they could be losing a lot. What Rangers at? The Rangers are 15 to 1. There's a lot of teams like in that 13 to 15 to 1 okay. range. But, uh, Ben, do you have any thoughts on any of these futures next year? I mean, there's a lot of teams that were injured um, that really can play a role there. Um, you know, and, and the where I look there is going to be Colorado for the a good chunk of the season. Plus 800, you're not going to get great value there. Um, I, I do want to see what New Jersey has. Um, they added a, a big piece um you know, with the through trades this year. Um, so I'd like to see that offense clicking for the full year. I mean, that could put them up at plus 1200. That's some decent money there. Great point. Um, I, I I'm, don't think Vegas is going to come back. And because I think Aiden Hill is going to be the next uh, Martin Jones. Um, he's going to be a one hit wonder. He's going to win a cup, get paid, and then just, you know, Suck become Swiss dick. cheese. That, yeah. He's going to be Swiss cheese there. Um, I mean, I think you can definitely go back to Florida. Um, you can get Florida at some places at 20 to one, um, 16 to one. They looking at the injury list that they came up with kind of does show us why they fell up so short. I mean, you've got Kachuk with a broken sternum. You've got gnarly, uh, dude. (laughs) Sternum, dude. You've got uh, what Gudas who's playing through a high ankle sprain. You've got Sam Bennett played through an injury he suffered in the second round, so that was undisclosed. You got Ekblad who was playing through broken foot, an oblique tear, and a shoulder surgery. Kachuk played two games with a broken sternum. That's fucking crazy. You've got Luo Starnin who had a broken tibula. Oh, sorry, Tibia, um, that he got in the Eastern Conference Finals. You've got Hornquist, who was on long-term IR with concussion. Spencer Knight, who was on long-term IR because of personal issues. Do you think like, Florida can run it back, back, though? I think Florida can be there. I mean, I think Florida adds one or two more pieces. And, you know, Bobrovsky did play Good. He needs just to play good consistently. Yeah. And I think he can do that. He's shown that, and that's really what you need is good defense. They have that as long as Ekbad comes out of that surgery well. If good offense, you've got pesty-ass people that are gritty and talented. I think they can get back there. Yeah, they probably just need one more defender and probably another winger because yeah. if, they, if they can add another scoring for it, I would take that offense to a whole different level because yep. I like the way they they're scrappy. They they attack they attack pretty damn good. It's just a lot of the times it's Kachuk or nothing. And that other dude, he can score, but he's just too fucking inconsistent. And he stayed missing it. I he I think he For hit Hagee? the cross. Huh? For Hagee? Yeah, he hit the crossbar more than any hockey player I ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Can I interest you guys in uh, the Detroit Red Wings, 50 to 1? Detroit does, they're intriguing. Um, they're yeah, definitely they on a rebuild. I thought know, they the did a lot process. better than we anticipated this year. Yeah, Absolutely. they just need some defense. They can score with anybody. <laughs> they need some defense. Yeah. And their goalie is terrible. But they'll probably, 
they'll probably upgrade there a little bit. At fifty to one, I mean, well, where's Carolina? Uh, Carolina is twelve to one. I don't think Carolina is going to be as good next year as they were this year. But they're great at home, though, so that's going to always give them a shot. Yeah, but they got a bunch of old dudes. Yeah, they're just getting a year older. Same with Dallas, dude. Difficult. But them, but them old dudes can ball. What about um? I think you go Minnesota plus. Yeah, Minnesota could be a good one too. What about about the Islanders? Islanders are. Plus forty five hundred to five thousand area. And they can stay healthy, they got a good shot. They can't score though. Yeah. Defensively they're a great team. They just can't yeah, they, yeah, they do gotta score. Damn. Um what uh Winnipeg, what about my favorite team? Forty uh, to one? Tampa Bay. They're thirteen to one, but you think they're gonna bounce back, bro? Yeah, no, they're not bouncing back. I just thought they had better odds. <laughs> um, Winnipeg, forty to one? Winnipeg? Uh I don't. I don't think Winnipeg has a full. Everyone was hella prospect. high on Winnipeg coming. In. Remember, everybody was picking Winnipeg to beat the Golden Knights in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, Winnipeg's just a very gritty team. What about the Kraken? They don't have that scoring sense. Kraken, I think, are 5, fifty to one. 000. Yeah. Ooh, that could be. That could be a good. Uh... Do you think that this year was just lightning in a bottle, though? That's Dude, the thing that's, I'm worried about with I'm the Kraken. I mean, you were talking about that with the Sacramento Kings. Like yeah. this is the the hockey version of that. I think the it, Kraken was the Kraken were good on the road, though. They were, but it could have just been lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and a lot of teams looking over them, not yeah. preparing for them because. I, that, yeah. That's my only concern with the cracking, dude. I mean, they were they they showed they proved that they like could hang in the playoffs, dude. You know what I mean? Like they beat the they beat didn't the they Avs. Take, they didn't take Vegas to seven games, six or seven games. Six, yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. The cracking might be for real. And you know, I can't say, you know, it's fucked the city of Seattle, but it's hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, no, hey, no, hey, no, hey, but, no. Um, we love Seattle on this show. I don't love Seattle. <laughs> Seattle's a beautiful city, man. That shit, too much rain. I need some sunshine in my life. That's why I'm from Southern California. But I don't know, man. Seattle got to have one good team. Like we know, Washington might be dog shit. The Mariners are turning out to be dog shit. They don't got the uh, what's the names no more. The Supersonics, they got to have at least one good sports team. They do. It's the uh, Seattle Sounders. Yeah, that's true. MLS. The Seahawks are going to be good this year, too, by the way. The Seahawks ain't going to be good. Yeah, they will. No, they're not. Yes, they will. And it's already a best bet. Rams plus six week one. You can get get that plus six right now. Because I I guarantee you, a healthy Rams squad, the Seahawks are not down there a touchdown better than them. Yeah, they are. Okay, got a question for you. Edmonton, are they going to get a goalie? If they get a goalie, what's their odds? Plus I mean, they're eleven hundred. I just don't. I don't think that's a good enough number right now. Yeah, I think I, I want to see them just a little lower. Because if they get a goalie, they could win the Stanley Cup hands down. Sure. But if they get a goalie, it's you're not going to get it at eleven hundred. No, I know you wouldn't. So you have to get. Yeah, you would have to get them now. I just. Bro, it's just it's hard for me to bet Edmonton, man. Like after they, they need to trade McDavid to the Kings. Just the the whole like uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky all over again. again. Yeah. yeah, Gretzky all over again. Just give us <clears throat> David in his. It's not happening. Prime. Fuck you out of here, bro. You would have to gut your roster. Edmonton ain't shit. That. They should trade McDavid to 
I don't know, the Rangers or something. Nah, they even if they they just you know you can just go ahead and say trade them to the Sharks. Y'all still ain't gonna win shit. I, w- I wouldn't want to trade in the Sharks because, first of all, we don't have a lot of talent, so we'd have to get rid of all that talent we have to get him. And then he's, we're in the same situation he's in in Edmonton, dude. Y'all, 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 the, y'all the Cubs at the uh, NHL. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we're going to win eventually, and then I'm going to fucking rub it in your face, and you're going to say, whoa, two. No matter, we got two. By the time y'all win one, we're going to probably win two more. All right, let's That's move over to baseball, man. Let's let's talk some baseball. Um, man, what a week! What a week in baseball. Love um, it. Let's talk NL West. So Love it. we uh we came into this week. Dodgers were the betting. I mean, they're still the betting favorite to win the NL West. The uh, Giants have won nine of their last eleven games. Seven straight. Yep. Seven straight. Uh, they sweep the Dodgers in L.A., beat the absolute fucking dog shit out of them, 15 to nothing, and then turn around and beat them 7 to 3 today. I mean, the Dodgers, Irving, since Max Muncy got hurt on June 11th, the Dodgers' offense, a 73 WRC plus and a 131 ISO, which is way below league average. Dodgers bullpen, second worst in the major leagues all season, 5.11 ERA, behind only the Oakland Athletics, whose bullpen has been a lot better in the last three and a half weeks. The Dodgers have a serious issue, and for them to be the betting favorite at minus 240 right now is absolute fucking insanity to me. This Dodgers team is not going to win this division as is. The good thing that is that the Dodgers do have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. Yeah, but I mean, and, like, Ben, you could say strength of schedule as of now, but who knows what that looks like in a month, you know? Baseball's a, a crazy sport, man. Like, bro, the, Do- the Dodgers, they played uh, in this last... They played the 10th hardest so far. Yeah, but I mean, like, who'd they play this last week? The Giants. Yeah. And the White Sox. And the White Sox, dude. And they won 2-1. to one. That's not happening, bro. This is all that matters. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. I don't give a damn about 2023. All I'm going to say, Irv, is that if Shohei doesn't want to play for the Angels because they're losing and the Dodgers are putting out this kind of this kind of team and effort. Well, first of all, the Dodgers are missing fucking four starting pitchers. Yeah, but, has, but when haven't the Dodgers been missing? No, we've never, we've and, never missed, we've never missed Urias, Bueller, May, and uh, well, this is one. Well, one thing May is never gonna, he's never gonna be a starting pitcher I'm just ever. Saying, but again. we've never had four of our top five pitchers yeah. are at the same time. Yeah, no, and on top of that, true. our bullpen is completely wrecked with injuries. I don't even know when Blake Trine is coming back. I don't know when the rest of our guys are coming back. We're just hurt. A healthy Dodgers team, and even if our bullpen was just average, we will be we have way more wins than we have right now. They literally cost us at least fifteen games. Yeah. So, but that bullpen coming into this season, my hopes wasn't that high because we just had too many injuries, and the injuries are continuing to pile up. So, hopefully, they can pull it together. If we make the playoffs, that's an accomplishment right now for Dave Roberts because. What we're working with and trouting out there every day now 
is not the Dodgers of the last decade plus. A lot of our depth is gone. And it turns out a lot of those players were good players because they're playing every damn day on other teams. Austin Barnes, we need to pack his ass up. I don't care if Clayton Kershaw pitches another 10 years for the Dodgers. He shouldn't be a backup catcher. Bring up Diego Cartaya. Please let him. And when Will Smith is DH and let Cartaya be our everyday catcher, just do something. But at the end of the day, in 2024, it'll all be worth it. The Dodgers have won one series this month. They lost a series to the Yankees, lost a series to the Reds, lost a series to the Phillies, won the series against the fucking dog shit White Sox, who might be the third worst team in baseball. This man is going to be in Dodger Blue next year. I don't think think so. He wants to win, dude. He's made it an absolute... Okay, and what makes you think a healthy Dodgers team is not going to be... Well, who knows if the Dodgers will ever be healthy at this point. Um, you can say, you can try to throw an idiot window, but a healthy Dodger team, and you add Shohei to that, it won't even be close. Let's roll. We're not talking about next year. We're talking about right now. Well, uh, as of right now, we're look, we, we look kind of dead in the water, honestly, because it don't matter if our, our starter gives up three runs, it's three to one, our bullpen comes in. Gives up four runs that exact three or four runs that exact same. Inning. You can't win baseball games like that. I don't care if your offense is averaging fucking twelve runs a game. It's not going to kids. That's not that's not a winning um, winning formula. So until the bullpen gets addressed and they start pitching better, we get a little healthier. We'll just be happy to stay above five hundred, and hopefully the Diamondbacks don't pull away or the Padres don't get hot. Because well, the Diamondbacks are going to pull away. They're the best team in that division. We're just not looking good right now. Um, I I wouldn't say they're the best team. They're just playing better right now. They are. No, they are the best team. They've been the most consistent team. They're the best lineup in that division because they're healthy. They also have the best. They have the best two starters in the division, and Merrill Kelly and and uh, and and Zach Gallagher is probably going to be the NL Cy Young winner, right? Yeah, but their bullpen is dog shit, though. So yeah, but I mean that's the easiest thing to shore up is your bullpen. Yeah, but are you? They're not. Are they going to be buyers at the trade deadline, bro? They're in first place in the division. What do you mean? Are they going to be buyers? And you got the do- uh, the Giants who are sitting here in seven. Seven and two, or uh, I'm sorry, nine out of their last eleven. Giants eighth in the league in WRC plus. I mean, they fucking they've been tearing the they've been tearing the laces off the ball all year. Their biggest issue has been starting pitching, and their bullpen has been fucking dog shit. But their bullpen's actually been top five in the last starting month. To play it up, yep. Like at plus at seven plus seven fifty. If there's a team I'm gonna take a shot on to win this division, it's the Giants. Um, you had one uh, a good starting pitcher to that team. It's decent. They, they have the potential to do it. Yeah, because they going to continue to hit like this. Look, I I mean I dude, they've been doing it all year. The hitting hasn't been their problem. Yeah, it's been pitching. It's been pitching. At one point, it, it's like been relief 20, pitching. When they won almost like dead last against left-handed pitching. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're still not great against lefties, but the fact is, you you face righties eighty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So okay, it's like so they gonna so basically they're the they they gonna be the the Texas Rangers. I don't know what that means. What does that, what does that mean? The Texas Rangers can hit the fucking cover off the ball, but now we're seeing that their bullpen is suspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the thing with the Giants though is their bullpen has been the top five. 
they're top five in the ERA in the last month. Their bullpen's been nails. Is that going to continue? I mean, that's always been a strength of theirs. You know what I mean? I Pitching think, is always, yeah. Look and, what we did with Rodon. Look what we did with Gaussman. Logan Webb's been, he's been. Cueto extended good. his career. I, 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 I'm with Ben in the fact that, like, I think the Giants need a starter. For sure, they need a starter. Because outside so, of Logan yeah, Webb, there's not a so, starter that's. So, um, yeah. Finally got Webb some support today. And what what pieces do they have? What young pieces do they have to attract a starter? They have a catcher. I mean, they have decent pieces. They but... can they can trade Bart or Bailey. They've got Luciano, who was ranked seventh overall last year, who's dropped down Bart to thirty second. Bart, Bart is about to be like Joe Adele. He ain't getting you shit. So <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even. I would. No, Bart's been hitting. I would factor in these last couple before, games before I factor in Bart, but. Honestly, the NOS is wide open. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't uh, only it's a, hell of a lot more wide open than I thought it was going to be. Outside of the Rockies, any of those four teams win this division. But at the end of the day, the problem with the uh, I think the biggest issue with the Giants, Ben, and you're yeah. like they need a starter. We all agree on that. Is that the Diamondbacks are in their division, and the Diamondbacks have a way deeper farm system and. They need a starter. <laughs> if they get in a bitty war with the Diamondbacks, I mean, the Diamondbacks could actually pull it off for yeah. a high-level starter. Yeah, And like I've been talking with Irvin, AK, uh, the starting pitching market is very thin, and there's a handful of contenders that need starters. The Orioles, who have the deepest farm system in all of baseball, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Dodgers. Yeah, the not, they're probably not going to trade their top guys, though. Yeah, but Irv, at this point, like, they're in contention. You might have to. Yeah, but even Cor- is Corbin Burns going to demand two, three top-level, A-level prospects right now? Probably not. Maybe one, two at max. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to but, a bidding war. But that, yeah, you get into a bidding war, and then it's like, okay, who's going to... Yeah, but Corbin, Cor- way Corbin Burns pitching, it might not be that big of a bidding war. But... It might not, but I mean, you also have Shane Bieber, who will probably be available. Okay, so yeah, Shane Bieber. If you want to like top five A-level starters, it's probably going to be available. Corbin Burns, uh, Shane Bieber. Shit, the Dodgers need to get Emmanuel Classe. Shit, even the... Even the the White Sox, Lance Lynn. I mean, Lance Lynn's actually been good this year. Dude, he had 16 Ks just, today. Yeah, he just gives up too many, too much runs. He also doesn't have run support. He has no run support as well. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He, he has 16 strikeouts and still lost. Plus, I don't think Foss is leaving <laughs> the Guardians. They're too close in the round there. You mean Bieber? No, Klaus. Yeah, Bieber's plays for the Guardians, too. Oh. Well, then I don't they don't have to trade somebody because they can't keep everybody. That small ass, cheap ass team. Well, my issue, like I've been saying this all year, is that if I'm the Guardians, bro, you have you have a plethora of starters. Like, dude, if you look at their minor league system, their their four top prospects are all starters, dude, and they're all ready to come up. So why not trade Shane Bieber for a fucking bat that's ready, like right now, dude? Like, call the Cardinals and be like, yo, we'll trade Shane Bieber for fucking Goldschmidt. That helps both teams immediately. Yeah, and you can even trade Farinado because Ramirez can play second base and outfield. Yeah. Call call them because, dude, the Cardinals need a starter more than anybody. 
Yeah, and then it's looking like the Yankees need another bat too because without Judge, that's a fucking single A lineup. Bro, I don't even know if it's worth the Yankees even trading for another bat because if if Judge goes down, dude, they are fucked, dude. And then have we had, we haven't had any update on his injury, right? Nah, they said it's like they uh they they said on Sunday Night Baseball today they said it was like uh indefinite, like there's no timetable for a return. Really. Damn, it's crazy that he was balling. Shohei on a fucking tear. Shohei is on a tear, and the Angels are only a few games back of first. They're only four and a half back of first place now, Irv. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I mean, Shohei ain't getting traded. Yeah, and he might be re-signing with the Angels, too. Yeah, we'll see. Artie Moreno, that's all I got to see. Because the Angels are, I, I guarantee you, if they're four and a half back of first place, they're definitely going to be adding at the trade deadline. Yeah, because that bullpen, that's I think that's the only weakness, honestly. Because the starters are rounding into shape for the most part outside of uh, Griffin Cannon. That dude, he like sucks. Next, <laughs> he's like the next Chris Flex, and yeah, they got to flex his ass to the bullpen or <laughs> flex his ass up out of town. So him... But Barry has been good. Sandoval is pretty decent. Barry's actually been really nice. Yeah, it's Tyler Anderson is pitching like he low-key was with the Dodgers. So, you know, they mm-hmm. might surprise people because shit, the Rangers started to look like frauds, bro. I'm sorry motherfuckers got lucky today. Bro, that was... The Blue Jays need to keep their ass on the field and do fielding drills until, <laughs> until 3 in the morning in Texas. I could have fielded those damn balls, and I ain't played baseball since high school. Bro, did you see, did you see Vlad's base running mistake, Doug? Yeah, that shit was horrible. Dude, that team is just, they're just so boneheaded, Doug. <laughs> it's like, it's not even funny no more at this point. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's they, move on to those. Get, let's, they let's, get another. They gonna get another manager fired. So, before we move on to the Blue Jays, we, I like... I actually like the Giants plus 750 to win this division. I think there's a legitimate shot that they can win this division. Although I do think the Diamondbacks are the best team in this division. What's the Padres? Uh, you can get them 10 to 1 right now. I just, dude, I just, the, mm. the Padres, bro, they just, uh, outside of that top four in their lineup, dude, they're yeah, so it's just, bad. It's just too bad. Yeah, it's just too bad. They just go through, like, these ultra slumps, dude. And if one of those top four guys is in a slump, they're like, they're fucked. But I mean, you never know. Like, I, I, I mean, I guess ten to one, you could take a shot on them because, like, they are that talented, and their bullpen is really good. It's just, it's, it's just tough to back that team right now, dude. Um, even yeah. though I've won two best in a row on them, but so I can't, I can't find it. What happened to Vlad Guerrero? Oh my god, dude. He like. He, he tried to steal. He the tried base. to steal second, and he like halfway through, he like just stopped. He was like, "I'm not gonna get there." So the catcher threw behind him and just fucking mm-hmm. got him at first. That shit was terrible. Yeah, not to mention there was a runner at second that wasn't running, and it was only one out. Yeah, and they were only down one run at the point. And then mm-hmm. the next, and then the next inning, they get about four runs. <laughs> It was uh first of all the Blue Jays were up six to nothing six and they lost the game. Yikes. Yeah, it was nasty. So let's talk about those Blue Jays. Uh four and six in their last ten fellas, and they've yeah. lost three straight series. 
Um, this is a team that I thought was the best in baseball coming into the year. I, I took them 18-1 to 1 to win the World Series. Uh, I could basically throw that in a bonfire now because it's not happening. Manoa is down in Florida trying to lose weight and get into shape and figure out his shit. You better go on that subway diet, but don't turn into Jared. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, might be, don't touch little boys. That might have been <laughs> no, he wasn't in the little boys. He was, in, he was in the little girls, bro. Probably both, to be honest. Dude, his documentary's on HBO Max right now. Damn. I'm not going to waste my time on that fucking pedophile. Yeah, dude, fucking idiot. It's actually pretty interesting, dude. Because this girl, she knew all along just by having a conversation that he was a fucking pedophile and no one believed her. Just by having a conversation with him. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Toronto Blue Jays, man. Alec Manoa. Out. Uh, Chris Bassett has definitely fallen down to earth and then some. Gaussman's been pretty solid. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi's been alright. But I mean, this is a team that I mean, they're one of the worst teams with runners in scoring position hitting the baseball. They were last year. It just continues. Um, just a bozo team, dude. The bullpen is not that great outside of Jordan Romano and Eric Swanson. Does this, I mean, fellas, they're, they're in fourth place right now. They're behind the Yankees, the Orioles. Do they actually have a shot at? Absolutely. I, because they're streaky as fuck. They can go on those 8-10 game runs. Are they going to fire their manager it. again this year and get another manager and spark a run? They did it last year, Ben. Remember last year, they were they were dead in the water and they fired their manager, Charlie Montoya, and then they fucking went on a run. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They need the rally monkey to come save their ass. Angels in the outfield. Blue Jays in the outfield. Yeah, but, um, they, they signed... Uh, uh, the Brandon Belt, who's the streakiest. Well, he's hurt right now. That's actually been a huge reason why they've struggled, huh. actually, because he was he was on a fucking tear before he got yep. hurt, and he has a hamstring injury. So who knows how long that's going to take? Maybe damn, it's not. Well, they still got a wild card shot. I don't know. Yeah, at ten and a half back. I don't think they have a, a shot at the division. But yeah, they would probably have to go wild card route. But even a wild card, you got the Yankees at 39, 33. Yankees are going to keep going. I mean, yeah, the Yankees don't fall out for they, sure. They definitely have a shot at wild card. I, I think uh, you, you have the Angels drop out, yeah. and then it's going to be the Blue Jays and the Astros. Astros can even take that division. So, do we have odds on to make the playoffs? Like updated. I don't see it. Let me see here. Let's see if we got some. I don't think we have any updated like from today. We got a. Nah, this can't be real. There's no way this is real. It says VegasInsider.com is saying DraftKings has. Hold on, we got to go to DraftKings' website if this is a team. Because Vegas Insider is saying the Braves minus 10,000 to make the playoffs, which is pretty reasonable. They, they should easily make the playoffs. Rays as well. Dodgers minus 800. Fuck out of here. 
Rangers minus 255, Astros minus 250, Yankees minus 250, Twins minus 220, D-backs minus 205, Blue Jays minus 170. You tell me the Blue Jays have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Orioles? Giants. What? Where are my Giants at? Minus 115? Really? Padres plus 100? (laughs) Marlins minus 105? This is according to Vegas Insider, which is saying this is on DraftKings. They got the they got the Blue Jays though minus one seventy, ahead of the Orioles minus one forty. Yankees mm. minus two fifty, bro. Blue Jays are up, or the Orioles are up six games on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do think that the Orioles are in like a. The Orioles obviously Cedric Mullins is hurt, um, but I mean, dude, they've been pretty bad in the month of June, dude. Sixty-one WRC plus, like they got a lot to figure out, bro. They cannot keep trotting out fucking Josh Lester and Ryan O'Hearn and a bunch of these fucking Jags, dude. Like they cannot do it. They have to at some point. Mike Eliash has to fucking look himself in the mirror and say, fuck the MLB time clock. And when these guys contract starts, like I need to call up Colton Kowser. I need to call up Jordan Westberg. And he's got to go out and get a fucking front of the line starter, dude. Like trade what you need to trade because at the end of the day, bro, like you can make the playoffs now. And, and once you get into the dance, dude, you can make a run. We've seen it before, Right. We've seen the Giants win three titles, and they were never the best team in any of those seasons. You just got to get into the dance and get hot. Well, and that's something I, I want to look at at Texas of you know winning the whole thing because no chance. You know, Bruce Bochy gives them a chance. No chance. Why do you say that? They have no starting pitching. Yeah, but you add a pitcher or two here. No chance. One guy gets hot. They add a starter. What starter are they adding? For who? They've got depth in there. Texas rakes, dude. <clears throat> I'll admit that. But, Ben, outside of starting pitching, their bullpen sucks, dude. Yeah. They have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Let me let me pull it up just so I can get the fucking... Bruce Bochy gives you a chance. Yeah, he's a great manager, but... I mean, dude, he doesn't have... You know, Giants don't win. He doesn't have Lincecum, Matt Cain, and and uh, you, you don't have all these starters that he had in 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 uh, in uh, what should we call it? Yeah, me. In the Giants, uh, where are we at? Texas bullpen ERA, Texas four point four six ERA, dude. Dog shit. How's that ranked in baseball? It is. By ERA, it's ranked. Damn, I lost. Twenty uh, fourth. Wow. Okay. And you can afford to have like a bad middle relief bullpen if you have Yenier Cano and Felix Bautista in the back end. Who don't give up any runs. 
Yeah. But they don't have any of those kind of guys. All their guys give up runs. Same with the the Reds. Per prime example, dude. The Reds have Alexis Diaz closing it out. You know, they can afford to have a sketchy middle relief bullpen because once Alexis Diaz gets in, lights out. Yeah. <clears throat> but the Rangers don't have any of those guys. And obviously, middle relief or relief pitching is the easiest thing to upgrade because, A, you don't have to give up a lot to get it. And B, the teams that are out of it are more than willing to trade their relief pitching. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. uh, for example, who's a team that's out of it right now? The A's, they don't have a good relief pitcher I'd be willing to trade for, but um, maybe the Mariners are out of it come trade deadline, and they're willing to trade one of their relievers. They have a handful of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that helps them prepare for next year because they could probably get something – that's uh, somebody in the minor leagues that's ready to come up next year. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's one thing. It's it's when you need a starter, that's the issue. And like the Rangers have John Gray, who has been due for regression. He's been he's had like a two sixty balls against average in play going into today, and he gets fucking lit up finally. Like it was bound to happen. Yeah. And they had to skip his last start for arm fatigue. And we're only in June, dude. So I mean, like, what's gonna happen in the in the next month? Yeah, you got and... saved his ass today. That's what happened. Yeah, he should have. They should have lost that game. You have all these old. Yep, he's been pitching well, but <clears throat> can you rely on that? That's my problem with the Rangers. <clears throat> And then you're relying on Andrew Heaney, who's been average for his career. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty average this year. You have you're not going to get Degrom back. He's out for yeah. the year. So who's your front of the line starter, dude? You don't have nobody. They go into a playoff series with John Gray, Martin Perez, and Andrew Heaney. You think a team's scared of that, Ben? That's true. No. Yeah. I hear you. We we know we know that offense don't come around in October like pitching does. That's true. And that's the one thing the Orioles have going for them, dude, is that they have the two best relievers in baseball on the same team. So if they get a lead in the seventh inning, it's over. It's done. You're not getting any runs. Yep. No, yeah, gotcha. That's why the or that's why Mike Eliash needs to do this right now. Go get a front of the line starter. Go get Shane Bieber. Even though he's not as good as he once was. Go get fucking get somebody, dog. Because you cannot keep trotting out uh Cole Irvin, dude. I'm sorry, bro. You cannot keep doing that. Yeah, speaking of DFAs, how the fuck is he still a major league pitcher? Bro, you, you you can't keep trotting out these dudes that are just, like, average, bro. Oh, man, dude is terrible. And Cops. I'm saying that nicely because I can say something else. Got some games, dude. And you cannot keep trotting out Jorge Mateo at shortstop. You can't keep trotting out Ryan O'Hearn at first. You can't keep trotting out Josh Lester, dude. Like, these are Jags, bro. They're, they're fucking... 30-year-old fucking first-year major leaguers for a fucking reason, dude. 
You got Jordan Westberg, who's in AAA fucking raking. You got Colton Kowser, who's a top prospect in AAA raking. You got Hessen Kerstad in AAA raking. You got all these fucking top prospects raking, and you don't call them up. Why? Yeah, you need to call three of them up at, at, at midnight. Bro, if I was running the Orioles, they'd be they probably have sixty wins right now. All day, they'll be everyday players. Look at the Reds, dude. The Reds called up all their fucking top prospects, dude. All of and them. And a half game out of first place. They're fucking balling, dude. Clay, Ellie De La Cruz, all these they fucking gonna, guys. They're gonna throw that reliever's uh, arm off, but oh, Alexis Diaz. That's uh Edwin <laughs> Diaz's little brother. Yeah, if you if you did you win the division? Yeah, what did it cost? Alexis Diaz is arm. Ben, it's hella funny why we say this because I was on with AK on Friday and we were talking the Astro, or the Reds Astros and I was like, man, Alexis Diaz is throwing five of the last six days. Like, there's no way they throw him again tomorrow. They threw him. They threw him. Fuck. <laughs> they throw that dude every fucking day, dude. That they need him. I know he's young, but damn. <laughs> It don't even matter how many pitches he threw the night before, dude. They they tossed him out there, bro. He's I mean, but he's one of the he's the, arguably the second best closer behind Felix Bautista this year. Yeah, his shit is nasty. Yeah, he's he's no Felix Bautista though. I know, but he's shout out nasty. shout out to that dude John on Twitter that tried to tell me that Alexis Diaz was better than Felix Bautista. I said, bro, Felix Bautista hasn't given up a hit in a month. What do you mean, dog? <laughs> he hasn't given some up a people, hit. Some people should just not talk baseball. <laughs> he, he said, Alexis Diaz is more consistent. I said, bro, Felix Bautista hasn't given up a hit in 30 days. What do you mean he's he's more consistent? Yeah. What's, what's more consistent than not giving up a hit? Some jokes write themselves. God, I love the Orioles, man. I need this fucking team to make the playoffs. I'm going to Baltimore if they make the playoffs. I'm going to go watch a playoff game live there. I'm going to go stay with AK and and watch a playoff game. Oh, is that a far drive up? He's like right there. He's in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh, damn. He's close. Yeah, he's like right there by uh, UVA. Shout out to UVA. Uh, yeah, they're out of the College World Series. That's why AK hasn't been responding tonight. He's probably... And this ain't one of my jokes, but Lynchburg doesn't sound like a town for African-American. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you're probably not wrong there, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Shit, I mean, it is Virginia, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's some fucked up shit. Oh, man. All right, we got to get to our top five teams. Ben, let's, let's start with you. All right. Honorable mention. Give me them Giants. All right, that's fair. They're on a roll, dude. They're on a roll. Eight and two in their last ten. Seven-game win streak, especially over there in Dodges. Uh, Number five, I'm going to go Miami. Uh, Seven and three over their last ten. Four-game winning streak. um, Interesting. Starting to to get a little bit of a bad here. So 
Um, I'd like to see them moving up um, and, uh, you know, progressing a little little ways through. They did play a fairly easy schedule over these last uh, week and a half. They had Seattle and uh, Nationals, but surprisingly lost that series to Seattle. Um, and then before that, they had White Sox as well. So um, I do see them taking some steps up. They had a really easy schedule before uh, the White Sox. They had the Royals and the A's. Um, but maybe they use this success to keep building. Um, big series against Blue Jays. So it'll be uh, interesting to see where they go from here. Uh, number four, I've got Texas Rangers, uh, three and four this week, uh, four and six over the last 10, big win against the Blue Jays, but losing three of the four to the Angels is rough. Um, so really good team, really great offense. But again, they need a, a couple more uh, strong starts, need some pitchers to step it up. We'll see what they can do here. Um, four and five could definitely be out of the running next week. Um Number three, I've got Baltimore, three and two this week, seven and three in their last 10. Um, again, beat the Blue Jays. Um, a lot of teams are beating the Blue Jays right now. Number two, I'm going to go the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Six-game winning streak. They did beat the Rockies and the Tigers. Um, eight and two of their last 10. Definitely seeing this, uh, the the true Atlanta Braves team. And then uh, number one, we've got to go with Tampa Bay. Haven't been as good. It's hard to keep them at number one with a split against the A's. And then lost against the Padres, but man, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt because they are playing at home where they really excel. I and, mean, uh, Ben, to be honest, dude, the A's the last two weeks they might be like top five in the league right now. They've dude. been playing really well, <laughs> yeah. like all around starting Some, pitching, somehow. relief pitching, and hitting. Like they're they're playing very very well. Okay, shocking. Okay, yeah. So I still don't think they're going to go anywhere, but oh no, well, I mean, actually, the A's no, aren't going. They're, they're going about they're going about three hundred miles east. So yeah, no, I'm not saying it is like look out for the. I'm just saying like to hold that against the Rays. Like if yeah. you look at it in the grand scheme of things, like I know the Phillies just swept them, but like the Phillies really struggled beating them all three games. Like one game yeah. went to overtime, not overtime, extra innings, extras, yeah. And then today, like they barely scraped by. You know what I yeah. mean? So the A's are playing good ball. Yep. But, yeah, Rays are still the best team in baseball. I agree. Or what's your top five? Well, I got two honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> Don't put your Dodgers there. No, the Dodgers are not in my top five. they barely in my top ten. Um, give me the uh, two honorable mentions will be the uh, the Anaheim Angels. Okay. They're not They're not in Los Angeles. They're a different county. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shohei enjoy his enjoys his last run. Um, the Cincinnati Reds, my other honorable mention. They've been on they've been hot like fire. Yes, sir. My top five. I'm gonna go. Give me the baby snakes at number five. Okay. Give me uh the Orioles at number four. All right. Give me the uh where they at. I don't want to put them in there, but I got to because they're starting to look suspect to me. But give me Texas at number three. Green. Braves number two. And the Rays are hanging in there, but I might have a new number one next Sunday. Yep. Damn, mine and uh, Irv's top five are basically the same. I got the Orioles number five. I dropped them because they have been struggling in June. Um, I, they did beat the Blue Jays in the series, but – Man, they should have beaten the 
Cubs in this series at Wrigley. I know Friday they had Cole Irvin pitching. That was a little bit of a struggle. But on Saturday, they lose a game where the Cubs only hit four. They only got four hits, dude, and they win the game. You know what I mean? Like, that's – Orioles got to figure out this shit. Mike Eliash got to make these moves I talked about earlier. Uh, number four, I got the Diamondbacks um, just continuing to absolutely play great baseball. I know they lost a series against the Phillies. Phillies are red hot right now, though. Um, and then number three, I'm going Texas. Although I'm starting to drop them, I just don't think they're as real as the numbers. Their offense is really good. I just don't think their pitching is going to sustain itself. Number two, I got Atlanta. I mean, they're just absolutely playing some great fucking baseball right now, dude. And, and you could say it's who they played, but... It is what it is. I mean, it's, they scored like thirteen unanswered. Bro, runs they went today, down dude. five to zero today and won sixteen to five. Yeah, it's uh, Atlanta's a really good, really, really good team. And they need to they need to pack Charlie Morton ass up because if you giving up five runs and two innings to the Rockies and they're not at Coors Field, it's time for you to bring up some prospects. That's the problem with Atlanta, dude. Is they that starting pitching is definitely an issue, bro. Um, we'll we'll talk about that another time. And then number one, I got Tampa Bay, still the best team in baseball. They lost a series of the Padres, but I, you know, I, I was talking to Irvin AK the other day, and I I said like, I think the Padres are starting to turn a corner, dude. Like I think they're about to go on a run. And then after I said that, they lost two straight. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and, and then they won two after that. So we'll we'll see what happens with the Padres. But like I said, dude, the Padres have been top five in in bullpen ERA since May. Um, their starters are giving them good innings, dude. It's just that bottom half of the lineup, dude. They just got to get some production out of it, bro. And if they do, and that's why out of every all the trans transactions last year is two is one or two guys they should have never kept, either Bell or Brandon Jury. You had to keep one of them guys. Yep. And I mean, maybe they can add a a, a bat at the deadline, but bro, they got Nick trotting out Nelson Cruz. They better add somebody, bro. <laughs> They are trotting on Nelson Cruz. All these DH and this is no and this is no knock on Nelson Cruz because shit, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. But, but he's like forty four. Yeah, he this time isn't that he shouldn't be your he shouldn't be DHing for your squad right now. Agreed. So that's our top five teams of the week. We'll revisit it next week. Love it, Ben. How was your beer? It was good. It was definitely uh, nice and light and crisp. Uh, great summertime beer. Um, I think that's going to be something that I really push for during summer is going with these Kolsch's and these, uh, these, these ones that you can drink a few of and not feel like you've eaten a loaf of bread or, you know, that you're, uh, that you're getting choiced like with what I turned to afterwards, which was the 9.1%. Yes, dude. I uh, love it. Excelsior. So, um, the, so the Claritas uh, for Kolsch, I would give this a Four point three. Um, definitely one I would drink again and go out of my way to get it. Um, it's it's got more of a. Um, hmm. it, it's got more of a multi kind of. Uh, yeah, a, a multi taste to it compared to kind of your hoppy push. So nice. I'm for it. Did you see that? Did you see what Herb just said? No. To the text message? Oh, my God. How was yours? It was good, man. Nice IPA. 
Uh, 7%, easy to drink, very crisp. I drank a couple of them on this podcast. 7%. There we go. That's that's pretty high. And I've been drinking since Ricky Fowler started fucking hitting bogeys, so we are, uh, <laughs> we're, we're deep into it today, man. Uh, there we go. It is what it is. It is a good Sunday. Had a great time on the show tonight, man. I love you both. <clears throat> we'll be back on Tuesday. We'll be breaking down some Major League Baseball previewing and picking a handful of games and uh, getting to the window with some tickets. Um, make sure also to tune in on Friday. Myself, AK, we always have a guest on as well. Um, breaking down Saturday slate and then also catch AK on Twitter spaces at taproom sports underscore at taproom underscore sports on Twitter. He's live with, uh, with uh, a lot of special guests there today. Or on Sundays. Today, he didn't have that many because it's Father's Day, so it was a little rough. I had to join at 6.30 in the morning, bro. Because he didn't have another guest, so... It was me and two other people I had to get on there at 6.30 a.m. But, uh, yeah, man. We appreciate y'all for hanging out. We love y'all. Uh, make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube, youtube.com slash taproom sports podcast, twitch.tv slash taproom sports podcast, tell a friend, Instagram, yes, sir. Tell a friend, man. Tell him what's up. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's get to the window tomorrow. Oh, hold up. We didn't get best bets for tomorrow. We fucked up. There we go. I need I need best bets, fellas. Give me shoot them. Give me Josiah Gray on the mound tomorrow at home for the Nationals against the Cardinals plus one twenty six on the money line. All right. Uh, Give me the Detroit Tigers. Um, They're going up against Jordan Lyles. He's one of those pitchers I call auto fade, auto money. Yeah, he has been uh, this year. And my third best bet is give me the uh, Cincinnati Reds at home. Against the Colorado Rockies, who are in the tailspin. Uh, since he's what minus one twenty-five. Oh yeah, or take the over. Austin Gomber's on the mound. They probably might get eight runs in the first inning of the month. Interesting. You got some interesting lines there, or uh, interesting bets. Uh, ben, what do you like? I was actually going to go Cincy too, so I do like that bet. Um, and I also have Miami at plus one thirty tomorrow. When you got a hoe on the mound, you got to go with it. So uh, you got hoeing on the mound <laughs> with a 3.12 ERA. Um, and, and really just Miami's hot right now. Um, and they, I think they can push things into uh, Toronto. I don't know if they win the series because Miami's been playing, um, you know, some pretty, pretty easy teams. Uh, but I think you can at least take the uh, first game here. So. All right, uh, I'm going uh, Diamondbacks plus 105 against the <laughs> Corbin Burns-led Brewers. Um, Diamondbacks coming off getting absolutely slaughtered today. Uh, Merrill Kelly's on the mound. He has a 2.02 ERA on the road. We're going to back Merrill Kelly as a dog, plus 105. And then I'm also going to take the Twins, minus 125, uh, against the Red Sox. So we're going to take the Sunday night baseball trend red sox have to travel after a sunday night game and they played a double double header today by the way um so double whammy 
Tony is Pablo Lopez on the mound mm. for the Twins. So give me the Twins minus 125 and the D-backs minus or plus 105. Sorry. So sorry, we uh we forgot those best bets. Now we go back to the outro. We recovered. We recovered. Fumbled and recovered. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Have a very blessed Monday, Juneteenth. Shout out to uh, all my homies out there. Irv, happy Juneteenth. What's, what's Juneteenth? The freedom of... Uh, I know, I'm just playing. I know what Juneteenth is. It's a yeah. national holiday now, too. So It is, hopefully, man. Shout out, hopefully dude. Ben, hopefully Ben got the day off tomorrow. Nope. Damn. Damn. Stanford is racist. <laughs> Stanford has to play tomorrow, too, by the way. Ben. Yep. Stanford winning tomorrow? Tennessee? Quinn Matthews on the mound. Quinn Matthews on the mound. Another 156 pitches. Yeah. Let's go Stanford. Let's go Cardinal. Hey, they're the only West Coast team left standing, bro. We got to cheer for him. Yep. Hey, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Have a very, very blessed Monday. Happy Juneteenth to everybody out there. See y'all later. Peace. Y'all never seen that video I sent y'all?